Hello all saints. Today's reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 6 beginning at verse 7 and I'm going to read from the message translation. These court cases are a black eye on your community. Wouldn't it be far better to just take it, to let yourself be wronged and forget it? All you're doing is providing fuel for more wrong, more injustice, bringing more hurt to the people of your own spiritual family. Don't you realise that this is not the way to live? Unjust people who don't care about God will not be joining in his kingdom. Those who use and abuse each other, use and abuse sex, use and abuse the earth and everything in it, don't qualify as citizens in God's kingdom. A number of you know from experience what I'm talking about. For not so long ago, you were on this list. Since then, you've been cleaned up and given a fresh start by Jesus, our master, our Messiah, and by God present in us, the Spirit. At our services on Sunday, we were considering what it is to disagree well. And so this week, we're in a chapter of this letter where we glimpse Paul writing to a church who are disagreeing pretty spectacularly badly. I'm reading from the message translation because there's so much to unpack in every word and we we don't have space to do justice to a word by word uh, translation here. Eugene Peterson's great interpretation points us to a grounding principle. Today's reading points out the fact that although some conflicts arise from legitimate differences of opinion where there's good intent on both sides, conflict can also be at root around in, about injustice, abuse, deception, wrongdoing, as other translations put it. And wrongdoing needs identifying and judging and eradicating. We know that something in us cries out for justice when we hear about wrong being done to other people, to creation, to ourselves. Our passage sits in the context of a couple of chapters which point to a big question. Who gets to make that justice call for the Corinthian Christians? And by extension for all of us who follow Jesus. Who can they trust in matters of justice? Who can they trust will judge rightly for the flourishing and good of all creation? Who has the wisdom and the perspective for that? And who will judge effectively? Who has the power to put an end to wrong? Who will the Corinthian church and all of us Jesus followers seek, listen to as we seek to exercise good judgment ourselves? Just before this reading, we hear about the fact that some of the Corinthian church family are taking one another to court. They're seeking justice through the Roman Empire's legal system. But we know that legal systems then and now are fraught with bias and human power dynamics. In chapter five, just before this one, we read of a particular instance of sexual immorality in the church of incest. And the impression given is that the church has looked as much, in fact, maybe more to their surrounding culture than to the presence of Christ among them in their response. The Corinthians had plenty of options about who to listen to in their city and culture in matters of morality and justice. It was a port city and a cosmopolitan place where different philosophies and religions were discussed animatedly. And it was also renowned for its relaxed sexual morals, so much so that the t 
to Corinthianize came to mean to sleep around. We know that seeking public opinion to make good judgments too is fraught with bias and human power dynamics. A quote that I've heard attributed to George Orwell is that public opinion is no more innately wise than human nature is innately kind. So where will this church seek wisdom to judge rightly? Throughout the letter, Paul has pointed his readers to the cross of Christ. And if we look there, we see one who has borne abuses, who has borne the brutal violation of his body, who has borne injustice at the hands of a state. We see the Lord of heaven and earth exercising solidarity with the abused, the mistreated, the victims of injustice in his very self. And we see in him the power to redeem this hurt this abuse and this injustice into a new life. And we also see on the cross one who judges what is wrong, who puts it to death, and whose judgment is never intended for harm, but for the fullest kind of good. Even in the previous chapter, when the person in an incestuous relationship is absolutely called out for this wrong wrongdoing the calling out exercised by the spirit of jesus is intended for his good chapter 5 verse 5 says so that what is sinful in him might be destroyed and his spirit saved on the day of the lord that's the end of the judgment of god the corinthian church and all of us have all the more reason to trust this judgment for good because we've all known it the judgment that is love in action, the judgment born for us by Jesus. As Paul says, you've been cleaned up and given a fresh start by Jesus, our master, our Messiah, and by our God present in us, the spirit. So who will the Corinthian church trust to exercise judgment? Will they trust the Roman legal system? Will they trust the swirl of opinions in their culture? Or will they trust the one who went to the cross for them? Who, who in mercy took their wrongdoing on himself and took its power away? In other words, where will they bow the knee? As followers of Jesus, we have hope in him. One day in him, all wrong will finally be put right. And we have hope that the wrong in us, as we take it to Jesus, can be put to death cleaned up and given a fresh start. Let's pray that this is his work in us today. Living Lord Jesus, show me how to live today. Direct me away from wrong and into right. As you are present in me by your spirit, take what is wrong in me. Wash me clean and give me a fresh start. May I live today in trust, in wisdom, in hope, and in strength, because you are alive in me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.